What a Day is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. This AAPI Heritage Month, Ulta Beauty is celebrating the joy of belonging, belonging to a community composed of intricate connections, belonging to our past and our future, to the heritage and birthright that is beauty. Ulta Beauty shines a light on the AAPI community, passing the mic to brand founders and creators to tell their stories centered on heritage, joy, and beauty. They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach and Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com. It's Tuesday, September 27th. I'm Priyanka Arabindi. And I'm Abdul Al-Sayed, and this is What A Day, where we extend our big ups to NASA's DART team, which last night smashed a spacecraft into a distant asteroid at 14,000 miles per hour, all on camera. You know, God forbid this happened off camera. Of course, we needed to record it and make it a spectacle for people to watch. Selfie or didn't happen. On today's show, Russia granted citizenship to whistleblower Edward Snowden. Plus, President Biden isn't going to let you be fooled by suspiciously low basic economy ticket prices any longer. Because that's so basic. (laughs) But first, just when you thought it couldn't get worse for the United Kingdom, you know, with the Queen's passing and Boris Johnson getting sacked for essentially partying during COVID lockdowns, it got worse. The British pound hit a record low against the U.S. dollar yesterday, and that pain was felt all over the world, with U.S. stocks hitting their lowest level in two years in what is officially a bear market. None of this is good. And if you want to point fingers, well, you can start with the U.K.'s new prime minister, Liz Truss. She seems to be governing as a bootleg version of Margaret Thatcher, and she apparently built her political career on some very strong opinions about the economics of apples and cheese. This is her back in 2014. At the moment, we import two-thirds of all of our apples. We import nine-tenths of all of our pears. We import two-thirds of our cheese. That is a disgrace. Yeah, okay. I don't know what that was supposed to be. It sounds like a math problem to me and not a fun one. Yeah, you're about to be asked about the uh, overall fraction of the UK's entire foodstuffs that are imported. Definitely. Truss's more recent troubles began on Friday with the unveiling of her very first proposed budget, which ironically could leave most Britons struggling to import anything. Okay, so let me get this straight. Is Liz Truss the reason that my 401k just tanked today? Yeah, probably. Last Friday, she and her key financial cabinet member, who Britons call the Chancellor of the Exchequer, announced the most Thatcher-esque budget since, well, Thatcher. In a big bet on the debunked theory of trickle-down economics, they announced a plan for massive tax cuts funded by massive government debt. That in a time when the UK is facing a serious energy crisis as a result of the war in Ukraine. The move will require tens of billions of pounds in government borrowing, which to many economists and hosts of What A Day, makes absolutely zero sense, given that the UK is battling historic levels of inflation, just like we are here. To understand why it's so wrongheaded, remember that inflation is what happens when there's too much money chasing too few goods and services. Borrowing a bunch of money to give rich people tax cuts basically amounts to putting yet more money into an already overheated economy. It's like pouring gas on a fire. Right on cue last Friday, UK stocks and bonds plummeted and the price of the British pound began a freefall. When the market opened today, it just kept falling. One British pound is worth about three cents more than a dollar, a level that would have been unheard of just a few months ago. In fact, in August, it was worth 20 cents more. 
Okay, so trust is tanking the UK economy, but why is that affecting stocks here in America? Well, there's a couple reasons here. Remember, when one major currency tanks, people start dumping it for the alternative, and that tends to be US dollars. And while that may be good for the dollar in the long term, it does create instability in the short term. The UK is also a major trading partner, and such a risky gamble by the UK government is forcing Wall Street to ask what it could mean for US companies. And their conclusion is basically not great. Besides, a lot of the stock market reacts to, well, vibes. And the vibes, they're way off. Got it. So is Truss's government doing anything to remedy these bad vibes? No, she's leaning in. In fact, the chancellor of the Exchequer, Kwasi Kwarteng, said today that there was, quote, more to come. I really hope that by more to come, he doesn't mean global financial turmoil and poor folks in the UK struggling to afford their apples, pears, or cheese while the rich cash out all the way to the bank. Yeah, definitely. Well, moving on to another story out of Europe, which is also unfortunate. Italy has picked its new government, and we think they picked wrong. Nearly complete election results yesterday showed a clear victory for a right-wing coalition, making it almost certain that their leader, Georgia Maloney, will become the first woman to be Italy's prime minister. This is historic news, but it's not exactly good news. Maloney's party was born out of fascism, and this will be Italy's farthest right government since the fall of Benito Mussolini during World War II. First woman, second fascist. How much better can you do? (laughs) Was this expected? I mean, how did this happen? I mean, this was definitely a shock to the rest of Europe. Under the last Italian prime minister, centrist Mario Draghi, Italy was fairly stable. Draghi gave Italy more of a presence on the international stage by strongly backing Ukraine against Russia at a time when other European leaders were more hesitant. He also led the country through COVID and economic recovery. He used to lead the European Central Bank. He was very well respected across Europe. But over the summer, three parties in his government refused to back him in a confidence vote, so he resigned, making way for this election. I think this result is a little bit less surprising to people who are in Italy. The right was expected to win, mainly because their parties had formed a unified coalition, whereas the left-leaning parties had not. The right-wing coalition consisted of Maloney's Brothers of Italy party, which was started by Mussolini loyalists post-World War II, as well as an anti-immigration party called the Northern League and the more moderate Forza Italy. As a group, those three parties secured 44% of the vote nationwide, and Maloney's party came away with 26% themselves. Turnout was also at a record low. 64% of eligible voters cast ballots, which is 9% lower than in 2018. But for context, that is still higher than it has ever been in the United States. Mm. Tell us more about Georgia Maloney. Who is she and what do she and her party stand for? Yeah, I know you spoke with Travel a little bit about this on the show yesterday. So Maloney has been the leader of the Brothers of Italy party for a decade. In that position, she has advocated for dissolving the Eurozone. She's pushed conspiracy theories about immigrants. She's vowed to defend so-called traditional social values. Nowadays, Maloney says that Italy still belongs in Europe and that the country won't take an authoritarian turn under her leadership. But it remains to be seen what will actually happen once the right-wing parties take power. She still opposes, quote-unquote, wokeness and immigration, so her victory could mean rollbacks to the rights of women, LGBTQ people, migrants, you name it. To give you a better idea, Steve Bannon is a fan of hers, so really not great. From an international perspective, an Italy under Maloney could be more friendly to Russia amid that country's ongoing invasion of Ukraine. Maloney has consistently backed Ukraine, but other prominent members of her coalition have definitely been friendly to Vladimir Putin and open to his excuses for this invasion. So they're just Putin curious. Just a bit. 
The sad thing here is that this isn't exactly an isolated incident, right? Conservative parties across Europe seem to be in the midst of some sort of weird revival. Yeah, you're totally right. Earlier this year, Marine Le Pen lost the French election, but she got 41% of the votes. And just earlier this month, a coalition of right-wing parties won in Sweden after an anti-immigration party with roots in Nazism gained popularity. And it's not one thing that's fueling this. There are a number of crises in Europe, including the rising cost of living, the war in Ukraine, and more, all of which have kind of created the perfect conditions for a rise in right-wing populism. We'll keep covering this, but that is the latest for now. Let's get to some headlines. Headlines. A gunman killed at least 17 people, including 11 children, at a school in the Russian city of Izhevsk yesterday. Investigators said that the attacker was a former student at the school and was wearing a shirt with a swastika on it. Two dozen people were also wounded, and the shooter reportedly turned the gun on himself. Also yesterday, another gunman opened fire at a military draft office in the Russian town of Ustilimsk. No one was killed, but a recruitment officer was severely wounded. This marks the 17th attack on a Russian mobilization or recruitment center since Russian President Vladimir Putin said hundreds of thousands more Russian men would be called up to serve in the military last Wednesday. It's just awful. And in other Russian news, Putin granted Edward Snowden Russian citizenship yesterday just in time for him to join the front in Ukraine. Snowden is a former National Security Agency contractor turned whistleblower and is still wanted on espionage charges in the United States. He's been in Russia since 2013 and announced he and his family applied for Russian citizenship back in 2020. It just seemed like a COVID thing to do. President Biden announced a new initiative yesterday that would make airlines display the total cost of flights when customers book online, rather than surprising them with baggage fees and other hidden costs later on. Spirit Airlines is currently shaking in their boots. The idea here is to force companies to be more transparent about their prices up front so the consumers can make more informed decisions about what works best for their budgets, ideally encouraging more price competition between airlines. The proposed rule would apply to airline websites as well as third-party travel search sites like Expedia. And Biden's announcement comes after the White House said that it was working on ways to make flights cheaper overall amid high rates of inflation. I feel like this is the kind of leadership we've all been waiting for. This is probably oh, yeah. the single biggest bipartisan issue in American politics right now. Listen, love this for Joe Biden. Yesterday, the Congressional Budget Office tallied the bill for President Biden's plan to cancel federal student debt for millions of borrowers. And it's big. $400 billion. Big. The CBO also said Biden's request to extend the current student loan repayment pause for another four months would cost the federal government $20 billion. Republicans are definitely going to use the financial estimates to attack Biden's decision to cancel so much debt, but it doesn't really matter because the White House plans to move forward with its plans regardless. Furthermore, the money in question is ultimately ending up in the pockets of Americans who likely need it most. And as a wise man once said, no take backs. Retweet on that one. Marriage equality is on island time this week. In a historic referendum vote, the people of Cuba overwhelmingly voted to legalize same-sex marriage on Monday. The approved legislation will also give gay couples in the island nation the right to adopt. This is a huge deal for Cuba given the country's long history of anti-LGBTQ policies, and the legislation is among the most progressive to be adopted by a Latin American country. And from Cuba to the CIA. <laughs> Notice how we did that? <laughs> CIA agents... They're just like us. They get up in the morning, put on their special agent pants one leg at a time, and head off to the podcast factory for a long day of honest work. 
This year marks the 75th anniversary of the founding of the U.S.'s intelligence agency, and the normally secretive organization has been uncharacteristically welcoming of public attention to celebrate. Last week, it launched an official CIA podcast, Move Over Pod Save America. It's called The Langley Files. And this past weekend opened its recently renovated Langley, Virginia Museum, normally barred to the public, because of course a museum should be barred to the public. It opened it to a small number of journalists. The podcast, which has one episode out so far, aims to, quote, demystify the organization to the extent that they're allowed, which isn't really that much. Current CIA director, Bill Burns, the pod's first guest, does let slip that he drives a 2013 Subaru Outback on air. So maybe he's not a very good spy. <laughs> the two hosts, identified by first name only, sign off episode one with the vaguely threatening statement from all of us here at the CIA, we'll be seeing you. What? Look, I've known you've been seeing me. Like, I'm a Muslim guy, I get that. <laughs> and so here at What A Day, we'd like to say, hello, CIA agent. We knew you were there the entire time. Nothing to see here. Congrats on your podcast. Yeah, listen, CIA agents, you came for my Webby. We get it. You wanted it. You could have it. At this point, between you guys and Kim Kardashian, I'm never getting that Webby. So thank you for entering this space. We really appreciate it. And those are the headlines. We'll be back after some ads with some exciting news about the newest addition to our humble Wad Squad. What a day is brought to you by Books. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She absolutely deserves the best. And that's why you should send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. And with 20% off, you can send some to mom, your wife, your auntie, even your granny, okay? Anyone who deserves flowers in your life. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be holiday specific. You get flowers, you're getting flowers, <laughs> everyone's getting flowers. <laughs> Go to books.com and use promo code WAD for 25% off. That is B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code WAD, books, promo code WAD. What a day is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers. They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Plus, Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. We love fast-growing trees here. I keep telling you that the many plants that I've gotten from these folks are yet hanging on. Um, and that's not because I have a green thumb, okay? This spring, fast-growing trees, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code WAD at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code WAD at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code WAD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Therapy is great for, you know, you know that thing that just is like sitting on your shoulder, you can't get over it, and you just sometimes need somebody to talk through it with? Therapy can be helpful for that, you all, okay? You got to get it off your chest, you know? 
And you can do that with BetterHelp. So visit BetterHelp.com slash WAD today to get 10% off your first month. That's 10% off your first month at BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash WAD. Do you need a safe space to learn how you can get your mind right? Tune in to Imani State of Mind, a weekly podcast hosted by psychiatrist and TV personality, Dr. Imani Walker and comedian Meg Scoop Thomas. They are two smart and successful women sharing their personal and professional experiences to help normalize conversations about mental health. Each week, they break down what's happening in the news, pop culture, and their very own lives when it comes to mental well-being. Nothing is off the table, from forming relationships with yourself, your spouse, and your parents, to the realities of postpartum depression and anxiety. So take a deep breath, find your inner calm, and get into an Imani state of mind with new episodes dropping every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. It's Tuesday, Wild Squad, and before we wrap up today, we wanted to make a very special announcement about the show. We searched long and hard, and we are finally able to introduce you to our newest host. She is a veteran political strategist and an analyst who you might know from MSNBC, The Grio, and Sirius XM Progress. Please welcome Juanita Tolliver. Thanks so much, and thanks for the warm welcome, Priyanka. I'm so excited to join the What A Day team and bring everyone the kind of most fun, relaxed, chill, least depressing version of the news, right? Yes, that is exactly the name of the game here. So you'll be joining me, Travel, and Josie twice a week here on the show. And we thought we'd help get you started by asking you some very quick, totally not weird questions. So oh. are you ready for this? All right, hold on. Let me brace myself. Okay. I'm the queen of awkward, but I'm going to get through this. All right, let's go. Here we go. Who is your childhood celebrity crush? And where do you think they were on January 6th? Um, so childhood celebrity <laughs> crush. I'm thinking back to movies from like middle school and one big movie was like The Best Man and the, oh, I love, love, love Morris Chestnut in that movie. Like he's got the smile, the eyes, like full on swoon. But the other character from that same movie I love, Nia Long. I will forever yep. stand Nia Long. She's stunning. She's beautiful. She's amazing. And where were they on January 6th? Probably at home. Like most other black people in this country, minding their business, not ransacking the Capitol. Yeah, that is a thousand percent to people who, uh, <laughs> yeah, you can trust we're not there. All right. You know, they want me to end it here, but I feel like we got to do one last question. So okay, let's do it. Who's your favorite WAD host? Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm not going to start off on the wrong foot, Priyanka. I love all of y'all. All right. All right. You, Josie Travell, rock stars. I can't wait to be on with y'all. What a diplomatic answer. <laughs> we love to hear it. Juanita, welcome to the Wad Squad. We are looking forward to having you on the show. Thanks so much. I can't wait for my first episode soon. That is all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, buy low, and tell your friends to listen. And if you're into reading and not just Wad's declassified secrets like me, What A Day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at crooked.com slash subscribe. I'm Abdul El Sayed. I'm Priyanka Arabindi. And, and we'll be seeing you. Because that's just so creepy. Truly terrifying. Yeah, wow. Nice for them that they're leaning into it, but like, oh my God, I don't like it. <laughs>
What a Day is a production of Crooked Media. It's recorded and mixed by Bill Lance. Jazzy Marine and Raven Yamamoto are our associate producers. Our head writer is John Milstein, and our executive producer is Lita Martinez. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka. So many teenagers waiting to be adopted from foster care feel like their lives are over. They've given up hope of having a permanent home and are terrified of aging out with no support system. Right now, more than 113,000 children are waiting to be adopted in the U.S. The Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption is dedicated to finding them the right family before it's too late. Learn how you can help at DaveThomasFoundation.org slash learn more. The path to retirement is different for everyone, and as life changes, so do priorities. Fidelity can help you get where you want to go. With a free personalized plan, goal tracking, and timely insights, you'll be set to take on retirement, whether you're saving for it or already living in it. Get started at fidelity.com slash take on. Expenses charged by your investments and other costs and fees associated with trading or transacting in your account apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services member NYSE SIPC.